1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA front office show. A lot going on in the world of the NBA, as always. But we've got to talk about LeBron. We've got to talk about a suspension. We've got to talk about some injuries, stuff going on in the playoffs. All kinds of things. Coaching searches. Ah, the NBA. It never stops. I'm Trevor Lane. You can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane. Joined by Keith Smith at KeithSmithNBA. Keith, where do you want to start today? Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no
2: to do it. It's the Simmons siren. Simmons siren's back. <laughs> oh. People wanted it on playback. People told us that they missed it. If you guys missed out, we did uh, the Suns uh, Mavericks game, too, on playback last night live for an office show. We had a lot of fun. Thanks to everybody who stopped in there and checked it out. And people told us, bring back the Simmons siren. And we actually have Ben Simmons news, so. Simmons siren it It is
1: is. and we will be doing more of those over on playback i'm going to continue to drop the link in our uh description here so if you're over on youtube you can click the link in the description down below playoff games in general will be broadcast on that channel so you can check out that stream and watch playoff games if you want and chat with other people and all that kind of stuff but we'll let you know for the games that we will be on there and actually doing the live play-by-play and question and answer and all that kind of stuff we'll do more of those in the future uh just haven't settled
2: on a date for the next one just yet um all right so simmons uh successful back surgery today uh did the nets announced they they announced he'd be having the back surgery yesterday today they announced it uh they kind of gave the the you know standard you know uh, return updates will be updated as you know, appropriate or whatever it was. Uh, but the reporting is three to four months. Um, the Nets say, though, he'll make a full recovery for the start of training camp. So we're four and a half-ish months out from that. It's That's usually towards the end part of September. So uh, Yeah, so there, there it is for Simmons. This is kind of a lost yeah. summer now, though, for him uh, You know after coming off an entire lost year. Yeah, certainly tough. Um, and tough for the Nets, too in terms of,
1: like, can you build out your roster? If you're building out this Nets team and you're and you're making your moves in free agency and around the draft and all that kind of stuff, what do you do with Ben Simmons? Do you, do you look at him with any certainty that he's going to be around for a large chunk of next year? Because I think that Ben Simmons needs a very specific kind of roster around him. And I know you're going to prioritize, of course, Kyrie and KD over him, but still...
2: I wonder how that factors into the decision making process come June or July. Yeah, I think you have to do your best to thread the needle yeah. on that one, really kind of build as if he'll be there because that's obviously your hope, right? And that's your hope for being the best version of, of your team. And then if not, you just kind of keep working through it as best you can if he's not there. But you got to make sure you protect yourself. It, Simmons are not the net quality depth this offseason because. Even with him in the fold, it's probably a good bet. I don't think we're going to see Kyrie and KD play much more than 60, 65 games in a season uh, going forward anymore. I just think that's probably about where we're at. So, yeah, you've got got to protect yourself one way or another with depth. And, you know, if you add a little bit more, but part of that is where do they even see Simmons? Like, what is he? For this team, you know, is he a forward? Is he, you know, a ball handler? What's he going to be? I think that's part of the conversation you have to have yeah, as
1: well. Absolutely. That's something they have to figure out is where do you slot him in? Are you using him as a wing? Are you using him as a, a point guard? What, what do you want to call him? So we'll be interested to see what happens yep. with the Nets there. But again, Ben Simmons back surgery does knock out a lot of the offseason training that he'll be able to do. So again, more question marks regarding Ben Simmons and not great news for the Nets. Um, regarding his suspension. Dylan Brooks suspended for game three of the Grizzlies versus Warriors series. That series is knotted at one apiece right now. But uh, I'm not surprised that Dylan Brooks was suspended. That foul on Gary Payton II, by the way, GP2, is out for at least three to five weeks dealing with a fractured elbow as a result of this foul. Should this suspension have been longer, Keith? I think that's the general take I've seen on social media is people saying this was not a long enough suspension for Dylan Brooks.
2: Yeah, I feel like we're getting a couple... Uh, different takes is one is he should be out longer some are saying it should always match however long the player is out I, I don't agree with that stuff happens like I don't you know I I very much believe it was a dirty play and a reckless play I don't believe he intended to injure Gary Payton that was the outcome of a dirty and reckless play um by Dylan Brooks but he, he, it's just it's going too far to match for how long uh, Peyton is out. But I think a game, I mean, we have precedent, right? That's exactly what Grayson Allen got was a game. Uh, Brooks gets his game now in game three. That's a big one because they're the series shifts now uh, to San Francisco uh, for that one. So, you know, they're going to be down a, a key player, but they managed to win game two without him really having much of an impact beyond the foul um at all so yeah but i'm there and then i think the other take is like he shouldn't even be suspended at all because what about Draymond green yeah. and they're different yeah. situations you know the nba handles everything case by case exactly
1: and the nba there there is no precedent for this whole idea of well you're out for as long as the other player is out yeah that, that gets messy that gets messy if you go down that yeah. path you get into you know what happens if if it's I don't know if it's Steph Curry accidentally injures somebody else and gets, and gets suspended for it. And then he's out for as long as that player is out. It's maybe it's the 12th man on another team. And then you've got competitive imbalance. It's, it doesn't work.
2: Yeah, I mean, think about this one, right? What, what would then keep the Warriors from bringing back Peyton at any point before the end of the yeah. series, right? If they're like, hey, it hurts the Grizzlies more to not have Brooks than Correct. it does us to have Gary Payton the second. And I'm not saying that's the case, but that's exactly why they don't do it because teams would start that kind of gamesmanship and playing games with it. And, you know, oh, yeah, his back still sore. And, you know, his arm, his ankle, his leg, whatever it is. So, yeah, I mean, just the reality is, Don't play reckless, stupid basketball, and none of this stuff Don't do
1: dumb things. Just don't do dumb things. Um, How big of an impact is this on the series? I mean, John Morant went and dropped, what, 47 with Gary Payton II out. Now, I'm not saying that he would have stopped him on all of those. John is a tremendous, tremendous player, but it was noticeable that that the Warriors didn't have somebody in there to defend him. So he's out for the series. I mean, more than this series. Does this change anything for you as far as the outcome goes?
2: Um, at maybe a little bit, maybe it goes seven instead of the six that both picked warriors in, um, or yeah, at least I think that's what we both picked. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't. Think it's going to change anything? Really, I think you know Gary Payton the second is a good player, but the Warriors—they've got enough depth to work around it. They'll go a little more offense-heavy now. My <laughs> assumption is Jordan Poole returns to the starting five, and they just go you know back to, to that grouping, which has been you know really good. And then on the other side, I think Dylan Brooks being out the game—it it definitely hurts Memphis, but I don't think it's a you know a killer by any means because I think the thing for them is. They've played a lot of games this year without Dylan Brooks. He's he missed yeah. you know, well over you know half the season, you know three quarters of it, maybe. Um, so they're 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 used to playing without him. So I think you know it's just get back at it and game three on Saturday and see where we go. Who's hurt worse from the from this from losing? Who who is hurt worse? Losing Memphis losing Dylan Brooks or the Warriors losing Gary Payton? Memphis I, I think I just think Brooks is a better key player though but I I don't I don't know that this is gonna have a huge impact sure. In Memphis for game three for certain right yeah. but then after that it's obviously the Warriors because Memphis will get Brooks back and then then off they go Correct. but you know if you're the Warriors I think you are going to be thinking hey our home court uh bump here we, we they gotta be feeling pretty good about getting back one one yeah Okay,
1: let's move on. Uh, Andre Iguodala out at least another week due to a neck injury. I always have a hard time not saying Iggy. I know that's not what he prefers to be called. (laughs) So Andre Iguodala out at least another week uh, due to a neck injury. We did have, what was that, about a week or so ago, he had that dunk where he just went, oh my (laughs) gosh, where where did that come from? Looked like Iguodala from 10 years ago, but uh, hopefully he does heal up and get back soon. Apparently that dunk took a lot out of him. Apparently, apparently. Uh, Probably worth it though. I mean, obviously, not the best timing for the playoffs. But to look back and be able to say, "Look, I did that." Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's
2: that highlight will live forever. Uh, the King- I, I think he's okay with his uh, finals MVP. Yeah, true. A few, a few years back, <laughs> I, I think that that probably has a precedent. But he's
1: you know, playing. W- he's yeah. playing with house money at this point. Yeah, that's um, <laughs> the Kings are closing in on hiring a head coach. Look like looks like they're going to be the first of the available head coaching jobs to come off the board with the three rumored candidates being Mark Jackson, Mike Brown, Steve Clifford. That's what they've narrowed it down to. Word was that they were interviewing Mike Brown today. It's felt like Mark Jackson has had a healthy lead here to get the yes. job. But I don't think you can count out the other two. But it, it does feel like we're moments away from the Kings announcing who their their new head coach is going to be. And I'm, moments, I, I'm being hyperbolic there. Probably within the next sure. few days, we'll, we'll hear.
2: Yeah, I have a feeling maybe by the end of the week we'll we'll get a sense. I you know, kudos to them for seeing it through with the process with with these three guys. I know they, they also at least uh, had interest and maybe talked to some others, but uh-huh. uh yeah, it's gonna be one of one of those three. I I I'm kinda guessing it's gonna be Mark Jackson. That seems to be where this is going. But sometimes these things take a turn at the end. Um all interesting hires for, for the Kings. I mean, the Kings have tried all sorts of different stuff over the years and just never really seem to get it to work. It's still, I believe I have this correct. The only head coach in Kings history with a winning record is Rick Adelman.
1: Wow. I mean, that that's just, when you think about how long the history is of that team, that's unbelievable.
2: Yeah. Right. Uh, Yeah. Crazy.
1: (laughs) Um, So I, do you have a preference for the Kings? Is there a, a one coach that you would like to see wind up being the Personally,
2: coach? I really like Steve Clifford after getting to know him here in Orlando. Uh-huh. Um, I think he did a really good job getting that team. I think he is a guy who is very good at taking your team from bad to good. Um, I don't know that if then he can get them from good to great, but mm-hmm. bad to good would be enough for the Kings, right? Just kind of lifting them. Um, He's done a good job with, with guards. Uh, he's done a good job with offenses based around skillful bigs in the past. So, you know, I, they've kind of get the two pieces in place with Fox and Sabonis. So I, I, I but I mean, Mike Brown, it's always felt like he's deserved another chance at this at some point. Uh, and then Mark Jackson, I mean, there's a whole host of stuff that yeah. goes into that. You yeah. know, Google it if you want to know. But you know, maybe he did learn from that that experience, and he's like, you know, hey, I, you know, I didn't handle things the way I probably should have, and you know, I learned from that. Now, now, let's see if you know he gets second chance. because, in the end, he did set the stage for that Warriors, sure. you know. Uh, you know, dynasty by, you know, really getting that team to defend and improve them. So, you know, the guy, I mean, I'm always for give somebody a second chance. It should never be a one shot at this thing within reason, within you know, reason. I mean, there's Correct. certainly things you can do, but, yes. um but yeah, I, let's, you know, I, I, you know, I wouldn't mind it. So I don't really have an issue which way to go. I just King's history. It's, <sighs> it's probably not going to go great.
1: I just went and double checked since Rick Adelman, in 2006, last head coach was the head coach of the Kings. They've had 11 head coaches. 11 head coaches in that time. Yeah, that's but crazy. Insane. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully this one, whoever they hire, will stick and, and break what seems to be this Kings curse. Uh, your guy, Marcus Smart might be back for game three. It's it seemed like, and this is from an outsider perspective, and I'll admit here, I was in the middle of a few other things as this news was coming out. So I wasn't locked in on this, but you could so you can tell me if I'm wrong here, Keith, but it felt like from what I was seeing, it was like news came back came out that Marcus Smart is back. And then Marcus Smart was like, well, probably, but you know, I've got some other things. Is that accurate yeah. in terms of how the news hit today?
2: Um I, I mean a little bit. He um they Brad Stevens said he's looking better uh in a radio interview this morning okay. and that he was in the facility yesterday on a day off, really working hard. Uh then um Ime Udoka said, you know, he's he's trying. He looks you know, he can actually move a little bit, so we'll see. And then um and then from uh from there, uh when Smart was asked himself, he said he there's a strong possibility of return, and then basically, you know, I'm doing everything I can to to get back. So I I, I, I think he'll probably give it a go in game three. Um, you yeah, know, we'll, we'll see if he, he's, he's limited. Um, since we've been talking, there's been some uh, further uh, updates on, on uh, stuff in that series. I know this is not on the show uh, rundown, but it says uh, uh, Mike Budenholzer has asked, is there any possibility Criddle might play playing games three and four of the series? Uh, he said No. Uh, followed up, is there any possibility of Middleton playing in the series? Budenholzer said we'll see. Yeah. Um, so that's not that's not a no. Um the Bucks released the most non-update update ever. It was basically <laughs> Chris Middleton continues to make steady progress on his left knee injury. More updates will be provided as appropriate. Like, <laughs> okay, great. I mean, at least it's not saying there's been a major setback. Yeah, sure. So, you know, but but I mean that's you know. That's you know good news at least. But yeah, we'll we'll see. I'm still guessing we don't see him in this series because you're talking there's only I mean, even with this, you know, ridiculously long break, there's still, you know, only you know, another week ish left in this series. So so we'll see. And we we've talked about this before, but this time
1: of year, a lot of teams will intentionally not be very forthcoming with injury. News. Yeah. So it's something something yep. to factor in when when we're having these discussions. Yeah. Thanks, Clippers. <laughs> the Clippers and quiet He's he's almost he might play. Hey, his his <laughs> knee is torn up, man. He's
2: not playing. Yeah. Um yeah. okay. His leg is ha- literally <laughs> hanging <laughs> off his body by a threat, but he, he might go. We'll Your see. arm is on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Uh just just but a, but scratch. a scratch. Oh gosh. Oh no.
1: Now we're really dating ourselves here, Keith. We're getting into Monty Python. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah.
2: Kool-Aid Man yeah. yesterday, now Monty Python. Oh, no.
1: We're falling to pieces. I
2: stand by it. Those are good I references.
1: Think so. I agree. Uh, okay. Finish things off. Some news about LeBron James today. Uh, Sam Amick of The Athletic puts out a piece where he says that Jeannie Buss has decided she will not trade LeBron James. Even if, if LeBron says, I'm not signing an extension and the situation becomes a year-to-year thing, The Lakers are comfortable with that. Their focus is on the relationship with LeBron. And as long as the relationship is good, they're not going to worry about whether or not he signs that extension. If he wants to go year to year, be a free agent in 2023, maybe resign, maybe not. That's how they're going to approach this thing. I can't say that they really have a choice in the matter. Um, I mean, the nuclear option will be trade LeBron, but do you really want to go down that path? Probably not. Mm -hmm. But so maybe this isn't much of a surprise. But we will see what LeBron wants to see, wants to get out of the Lakers this summer, what they do. He can sign that extension August 4th. Uh, We'll see whether or not he actually signs it, though. He could opt to instead just become a free agent in 2023 and then go from there. Maybe he signs another deal with the Lakers. Maybe he goes somewhere else.
2: Yeah, and I don't. Disagree with this. I mean, of course you're not going to trade him. I mean, that's just, you know, ludicrous. That only happens if he says, you know, I want to go, you know, like then, then you probably try to accommodate him. But just to, just to say, nah, we're going to trade him anyway. Like that's, you know, that's not something, something, you know, you're going to do because it's just, you're never going to win that. Right. It's, it's that you're always going to come out on the losing side of whatever that looks like. But I think what you have to consider, with the year-to-year part is, I think that's okay. I mean, at this stage in his career, you know, I can understand why he might not want to lock in long-term. I can understand why. If you're the Lakers, you probably don't want to lock in long-term either. It's, you know, it's not the worst thing. Because the one thing is, let's say, and I don't expect this by any means because nothing in his history shows us, but let's say next year he's just not good. Oh. Let's say, like, it's just lost. He's injured a lot. He, he just isn't, isn't really there. I think what you could have is the Lakers are like, uh, you know what? We're good. We don't, we, we want to walk away and that's well within their right to do that too. Right. And that's, that's, I think the, the thing that becomes really important for, um, them is to really kind of look and just, it keeps the most flexibility for everybody. So I don't have any problem with, with it going this direction. Well, here's my question
1: though and because th- this is every russell westbrook trade that we've seen has involved the lakers taking on future salary which <laughs> i mean of course right you have to give up something sure, whether yeah. it's future picks it's it's you're giving you're giving future cap space to another team because westbrook is, is expiring and eating into your own if you're the lakers and you're operating as though lebron might be leaving in 2023 right now they've got a ton of cap space how reluctant if LeBron's if LeBron is saying, well, I don't know if I'm going to really do an extension here. Maybe I do walk away in 2023. How much more reluctant should you be to take on salary that goes beyond 2023
2: rather than just have all the all the dollars in that summer? No, I think that's a great question. I, I think the answer is that you should be at the same place independent of LeBron. If it's the right players, take on the long-term money. If you don't feel great about the players, don't take on the long-term money. Like, I think I just like, that's where I would not be like, I'm just going to throw it out. Cause he's an older player and I know he's been rumored to the Lakers a million times. Kevin love. Yeah. Like, I don't know that I want to take on the couple of years sure. that he has left. Um, you know, I, it's, it's, there's not the uh, vast majority of long bad long-term contracts. Like there used to be Gordon Hayward. That one, LeBron or not, I don't know that I want that contract. Yeah. That's not probably something I want to get locked into if I'm the Lakers. So I, I think that becomes a a spot where I make that that decision independent. Now, if it's a uh, you know somebody who you think is a better fit, great, go. If you know you feel like hey, LeBron or not, they work with AD, yeah. they're a good value on their contract, do it, then that's fine. I just, I would not necessarily be leaning into the whole idea of, you know, I, I I've got to, um, you know, get, I can't take on money because LeBron might not be here. I would just pass on that. Yeah. That's
1: uh th- that's a great point. And I think that's how the Lakers will ultimately play this. Um, again, Le- LeBron's done this in the past. We've seen it with the Cavs. Uh, it's possible this is just the game the Lakers are going to have to play. And even a long-term deal, I've been saying this, a long, long-term deal, an extension, it's probably a one plus one because Bronny can come to the NBA in 2024 and LeBron has made it very, very clear that he wants to play with him. So if that's the case, LeBron's going to want to be a free agent when Bronny gets to the NBA again 2024. Yeah. So most likely we're not we're not talking about four more years on a contract. We're talking about an extension being probably a year, well, a one plus one, two years with a player option after the first year. That's the difference here between a LeBron extension and a not. We're
2: probably talking about one year. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, it's in, you know, and now we're starting to run into the over 38 rule with him as well and those kind of things. So there's a lot of complicating factors that are kind of even out of his hands on where this could go. So I, I don't, it's, it's, again, one of those things where year-to-year year is fine. It's not, you know, as long as you're keeping the relationship good, that's all that matters mm-hmm. You you know And, and neither side's going to do anything to really piss the other side off and say, got to move on. We got to break this. That's not going to be how how this goes. It'll only happen if kind of both are in agreement of, all right, you want to go somewhere else and play with your kid or, you know, all right, we're ready to, to move on and go a different direction. Then LeBron will move on and go somewhere else. It'll just be how it plays out. Keith just a
1: before we go here just to clarify because this is off the top of my head I remember the over thirty eight rule as being a two year maximum contract for anybody over thirty eight years old is that correct
2: um it's not it's so here's the the uh, it's not that it's two it's how the money is is split okay that's more how how that that works it's how how it splits and gets counted against the cap and those kind of things so it's, it's a the over 38 rule is very complicated um only because we're, we're running up we'll, against time let's, let's save it for we'll another circle day. back yeah. to that yeah we'll do it on another one where we can really dive
1: into and it. that gives me time to circle back because i i it's something i haven't run into in a while and so i'll, I'll check it out again and then uh, we'll discuss it on uh, on our next show perfect all right sounds good well, everybody, I appreciate you guys joining us. Make sure you do subscribe to the NBA Front Office Show YouTube channel. Make sure you turn on those notifications as well. Of course, over on Apple Podcasts, we love getting those ratings, those reviews coming in. If you give us that five-star rating. If you're over on Spotify, give us a rating on there too. A lot of people listen to podcasts on Spotify. Give us a rating there. We really do appreciate it. great way to help out the show. Until next time, everybody. See ya, and stay safe.
3: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about.